0: Welcome or welcome back to the Company of the Cats, hi! So, this is the first upload of the year, is about a character that we do not talk about enough as a fandom and when we do, the conversation takes some weird turns. This video idea came to me while on Reddit, there was a discussion on the Euronistario theory, and even though this theory is bonkers, I am sorry if you subscribe to it, that doesn't change the fact that it's a meme theory for a reason, let's be honest here, but it made me reread some Dario passages and now I do have some ideas about him. So thank you random person on the internet, because without you fighting for your life about Dario being Huron, I wouldn't have this idea. Thanks. Before we move on to Dario, don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoy my content. Dario Naharis is a Dairossi sort whom we meet in a storm of sorts. He is one of the captains of the Stormcrows, a mercenary company hired to defend the Yungai against Daenerys Targaryen forces during her campaign in Slaver's Bay. During a parley, Daenerys attempted to sway the Stormcrows to her side by offering them gold and plunder. However, her proposal was rejected by Pendal, another captain among the Stormcrows. As the company discussed the possibility of breaking their contact with Yungai, Dario, won over by Daenerys, killed Pendal and Salor the Bald, he presented their heads to Daenerys as evidence of the Stormcrows alliance to her cause, and Dario and her Stormcrows played a crucial role in Daenerys' victory in the battle near Yunkai, and Dario assumed a leadership role guiding the Targaryen forces during the march to Mirin. During the march and after the siege of Mirin, we see him attend to Danny. In a dance with dragons, Daenerys dispatches Dario as an ambassador to the Lazarin and trusted him with the task of reopening the land raid routes between Lazar and Mirin. Leading the Stormcrows, he engaged in a battle on the Kisai Pass against the Long Lances. Dario was also very displeased when the Green Grace proposed to Daenerys to marry his Darzolorak to foster peace. He also suggested an Esossi red wedding and the slaughter of the great masters gathered at the wedding feast. This suggestion infuriated Daenerys, and she assigned the Stormcrows the responsibility of patrolling the Yunki's Hinterlands and safeguarding the Kisai Pass. During the second siege of Mirin, Dario sustained a crossbow injury to his temple while avoiding capture. He claimed to have killed a surgeon planning to defect to the Yunkai. Daenerys, having a crush on Dario, began a romantic relationship with him upon his return, causing tension between them and Baristan, especially after Dario publicly kissed her and because he referred to Baristan as her grandfather. Additionally, we saw Quentin Martel and his companions, disguised as Selfsword, join Dario's Stormcrows. Upon the revelation of the true identities, Dario became distrustful and bad tempered. His behavior escalated after Daenerys reluctantly agreed to wed Hisdar. Becoming increasingly unpredictable, Dario, along with Grolio, Hiro, Joko, and Hisdar's sister and two cousins, were handed over as hostages to the Yunkai. After the events on Dasnaxpit, the Yunkai demanded the execution of Rhaegal and Biserion before releasing the hostages. Internal conflicts within Mirin intensified as Baristan Eskha conspired against Hizdar. Baristan advocated for Dario's rescue from the Yunkai, while safe bait suggesting letting Dario perish to allow the Stormcrows to choose a new leader. With Dario still in Yunki's custody, command of the Stormcrows was passed on to the Widower and Jokin. And here is everything we know about Dario Naharis so far. From the moment Dario was introduced to us, People have been certain that he's not who he says he is. Apart from the meme theories about him, Buron, and Slash or Benzen, there are countless theories here and there about him being a spy, an immortal, a faceless man, and many, many more. I couldn't find it. But I see people say that George Martin said, in a fan meets last interview or something, that there is more to Dario than what meets the eye. And of course lines like, I have seen how false men are. Very few are worthy of trust, and Dario Naharis is not one of them. Even his beard wears false colors. And shall I bring their heads to you? I will if you command it. One is bald, and two have braids, and one dyes his beard four different colors. What spy would wear such a beard, I ask you? Do not help his case. The first time Dario appears in the scene, it is pointed out how flashy he is. Dario Naharis was flamboyant even for a tairoshi. His beard was cut into three prongs and dyed blue, the same color as his eyes and the curly hair that fell upon his collar his pointed moustachios were painted gold his clothes were all shades of yellow a foam of miry's lace the colour of butter spilled from his collar and cuffs his doublet was sewn with brass medallions in the shape of dandelions and ornamental gold works crawled up his high leather boots to his thighs gloves of soft yellow sweat were tacked into a belt of gilded rings and his fingernails were enameled blue we also have another great outfit consisting of striped pantaloons purple leather high boots a white silk shirt a vest of golden rings, and of course, let's not forget his golden tooth. His hair and beard also change colours from time to time, the first time we meet him, he had blue hair with gold whiskers, after they took Mirin he dyed his beard and hair a deep bridge purple, and in A Dance with Dragon, his beard was purple, his mustache was gold, and his hair parts of both, with him returning back to blue at some point. Dario is a very interesting character, in my opinion, mostly because of what he contributes to the story. He has a very similar role to Igrid, even though people often do not see it, and if they do, they don't want to admit it because Igrid was a fan favorite and Dario isn't for some reason that I don't understand, not gonna lie. However, that doesn't change the fact that the role in the narrative is very, very similar. Dario is to Danny what Igrid is to John. They make them forget their duties, and they are the human equivalents of what Danny and John really want but can have. They symbolize that many times what we want is not always honorable. John forgets his vows, something that not only is considered shameful by the Watts and by his family, but by him as well, as that kind of behavior represents everything negative people say about bastards. With Dario, Daenerys comes face to face with all the things he wants to avoid: abandoning her people, becoming a butcher queen, indulging in all her desires without thinking of the consequences. But again, Dario, like Igrid also wanted and tried very hard to convince John to throw his vows and honor out of the window, is not simply that. Yes, it is obvious he started fooling around with her because he saw the possibilities, but it's also easy to see that he started to have some sort of feelings for her. He forsook alliances, he is generous in bed, wants to be with her, and is jealous of other men. If he didn't have feelings for her at all, then he wouldn't care about the wedding, he could have found a way to gain something from it as well, considering that Daenerys wanted to continue having sex with him. The reason we as fandom have an issue with Dario is George Martin's decisions and nothing else. The ages are weird as fuck, even though we do not know uh, Dario's age exactly. It is painful to admit sometimes, but George often is weird with the couples in his writings. John and Ygritte are not that great age-wise either, but for some reason we completely dismiss it, Because, well, he is a man. But it is also obvious that they are not written to point out how problematic these kinds of pairings are, but as legit couples. We just don't want to admit it, we don't need to support it, but denying it and shaking it a baby twist and shout, twist and shout doesn't really change the narrative. Dario as a character is the classic bad boy love interest who is there mostly to advance Danny's character. He is handsome, bold, suave, fun to be around, and a great lover. However, Dario is dangerous, enjoys violence, is quick to anger, is reckless, he is greedy, exploits people and seeks power, but he also has fun and enjoys his time with her. Dario serves as the voice on Daenerys soldiers that says just burn the my queen and get it over with. They won't understand words, so why negotiate in the first place? Narratively wise, I don't think there needs to be more to Dario than it appears. His role as a character has a clear purpose in Danny's storyline, and it has already been served. We finally see her thinking that, yes, Dario might be right and violence is necessary sometimes in her last a Dance with Dragons chapter. I can easily envision Dario having a similar ending to Igrid with him dying during the upcoming conflict between the slavers and Danny and her people. After all, Dario, like Igrid is one thing that really has a hold on her. He's the only person that Danny thinks could make her leave everything behind and live a free life with no responsibilities, similar to how John was thinking about how he could abandon the watch and have a family and kids under different circumstances. Their deaths, to me, seem kind of inevitable and something that must happen. Watching what Dario does and how he acts, the weirdest thing about him is actually his outer appearance. Dario is the Kun of this timeline, but make it sellsword. kun was a Tyrosi captain's last general who declared himself king of the Narrow Sea. He was described as dyeing his hair and beard in vibrant shades of purple with orange streaks. He is similarly flamboyant to Dario and even sported a similar hairstyle. He was described as being fond of drinks and pleasure in general, having a penchant for cross-dressing and a fondness for sweet scents like lavender and rosewater. Dario may not be fond of drugs, but he is similarly a fan of clothes and accessorizing and elaborate garments in general. Racalio was a formidable force in battle, apparently, displaying ambidextrous swordsmanship. Hailing from unknown origins, he harbored a deep hatred for slavery, suggesting a potential past as a slave. He was introduced in Fire and Blood, where he was involved in the War for the Stepstones and subsequent conflicts, including clashes with Prince Daemon Targaryen and the Daughters War. Ritkun is the only other Tyroshi that has been described as flamboyant even for a Tyrosi, and was unhinged as well. Not in the same way Dario is unhinged, but he was similarly eccentric and chaotic to Dario, and even had connections with Targaryens and other Westerosi Valyrians. At the same time, he too was a good captain and warrior, and they even sported a similar hair color. Dario, to me, is a similar case to Rakalio, a very eccentric, interesting, and hinged chaotic character who just takes every opportunity in life and does not have a problem with the sellsword's way of succeeding in it. His life is battle and war, he likes to lead and loves the violence and the pleasures of life. Dario's whole stick is that he is impulsive, quick to anger, reckless, greedy and looks out for his best interests in most situations. There isn't any clue about him being any other person than just Dario, character-wise, and there is no underlying stuff about him. He is a guy who saw an opportunity, an attractive young queen with dragons and said, you know what, yes, obviously yes. Dario might be a character with more to him than what meets the eye, but I really do not see him having a connection to major plot lines. If Dario has deliberately hidden part of himself, then I believe it is something that has to do with his past and appearance and nothing else. I have an idea why there are so many what the fuck theories about him, but I will address that at the end of the video. All in all, for the most part, Dario is a very straightforward character in my opinion. With all that out of the way, though, Dario still is, let's say, not exactly a suspicious character, but there are some weird bits about him here and there that makes me raise my eyebrows, with the most important being that Dario has Valyrian traits, something that I personally don't see people comment on enough. There are many descriptions of his eyes, and they are always either in italics or followed by a weird description. His beard was cut into three prongs and dyed blue, the same color as his eyes, and the curly hair that fell to his collar. This is the first time his eyes are mentioned, and later Danny seems very much into them. She thought of Dario, if ever there was a man who could rave a woman with his eyes. To be sure, she was just as guilty. Danny found herself stealing looks at the Tairoshi when her captain came to council, and sometimes at night she remembered the way his gold tooth glittered when he smiled. That and his eyes. His bright blue eyes. Dario had blundered himself a whole new wardrobe in Mirin, and to match it he had redyed his strident beard and curly hair a deep rich purple. It made his eyes look almost purple too, as if he were some lost valyrian. If I want Dario, I need only to say so. She lay with her legs entangled in her own. His eyes looked almost purple today. The old knight neither liked nor trusted Dario, she knew. Even so, he had answered gallantly. There is no woman more lovely than your grace. Only a blind man could believe otherwise. And Dario Naharis was not blind. No, she thought. His eyes are a deep blue, almost purple. And his gold tooth gleams when he smiles for me. I could ignore it if it were mentioned just once when he dyed his hair purple, but she mentioned it again. The only hair Dario is isn't dying is his body hair, from what I understand, that is described as fine and so faint that he looks smooth, almost, hairless. The dude is very fair-haired. The fact that he redyes his hair so often is kind of suspicious on its own, because we have never had a line about his actual hair color or his roots being visible, and most importantly, because we do have another person dyeing his hair blue so his eyes do not look purple and to cover his white hair. In general, whenever we had a secret Valyrian, as readers, we were always aware of how they covered these features. Saving heads and a hat that covered his eyes, in Egg's case, and dyeing their hair in cases like Young Rifts, Daemon Blackfires II and Arya Targaryens. This bitless boy could have any maiden in the Seven Kingdoms, blue hair or no those eyes of his would melt them. Like his sire, young Grif had blue eyes, but where the fathers were pale blue, the suns were dark. By lamplight they turned black, and in the light of dusk they seemed purple. Dario dyeing his hair and facial hair to cover Valyrian traits doesn't sound that weird to me. He refreshes the hair dye frequently and uses precisely the hair colors we know would affect the way his eye color appears. And we have more than one remark about his eyes appearing purple, and one where he is described as a lost Valyrian. Dario's eyes are a deep blue color, indigo that at times looks almost purple, very similar to young reefs and eggs. Can I have a sword to run them off with? I asked. He had blue eyes, dang very dark, almost purple. His bald head made them seem huge somehow. Both the hair dyes we know he uses are described as rich and bold in color and in similar colors as his eyes. And not to mention that if you want to cover your eye color and hair color, then what Dario is doing is spot on. There is no way someone will notice unless they are ogling at him like Danny. Because let's be honest, with the stuff he is wearing and these colors on his head, the last thing worth noticing is his eyes. This beardless boy could have any maiden in the Seven Kingdoms, blue hair or no. These eyes of his would melt them. Which is pretty much what is going on with Daenerys and Dario, these eyes of his. So, from what I understand, Dario is blonde with indigo blue eyes, almost purple. A color we know those of Valyrian descent tend to have. I would add that the golden streaks and moustache could be another indication of very light hair. But we do not know how good the dyes in this universe are, for example, blue covers even red hair, as we saw, so we do not know if the golden color, that is a medium warm yellowish from what I understand, can cover much darker hair, or what George Martin knows about dyes in general. From experience, this light of a color, there is no freaking way it's gonna sit on darker hair in real life. In universe, though, we can't be sure. That being said, he looks almost hairless, meaning he is fairly blonde, and his eyes are definitely an indigo color that has purple in it. Does that mean that Dario is secretly the real Viserys Targaryen who was swapped? Hell no. No, obviously not. He's a solid. <laughs> jokes aside, let's be realistic here. Uh, apart from the fact that all these theories are rotinane, we are in the fifth book. Dario was introduced in the third one, and considering all his similarities narratively wise with Ygritte, I do not see him surviving past the Battle of Fire. He cannot be that important. It wouldn't make much sense. If indeed George said that there is more to Dario than meets the eye line, which I couldn't find so help a sister out please and put a citation down below, then there must be something that would be important in the Essos plotline and that's all. So what could it be? Dario is a co-captain of the Stormcrows when we meet him, meaning Dario had been with the company for quite some time up to that point. You don't become captain in a week. Many theories I have seen about him dismiss not only the timeline of the story, but Dario's story as well, even if we never really saw it. If the dude was a captain, he must have been with them long enough for this to happen. So I do believe that Dario was indeed a sellsword, who saw a very good opportunity and took it. If, indeed, Dario is there to do more than advancing Danny's character, I'm gonna say that he might have dragon blood. Before you start shouting at your screen, not another secret Targaryen theory for fact's sake, I don't think it matters that much and I will explain why. First and foremost, as we established in the previous section, from what I understand, Dario has Valyrian traits. Secondly, Dario Naharis is Tairoshi. The Blackfires and the Targaryens had ties to Tyros and a presence there as well. Daemon Blackfyre was married to Rohan of Tyros and had 7 sons and at least 2 daughters. After the first Blackfyre rebellion and the death of Daemon and his two eldest sons, Aegor Rivers gathered Daemon's surviving kids and his wife and fled to Tyros, where they remained for years and eventually Aegon was crowned in Tyros as King of the Iron Throne. We also know about marriages with Targaryens as well, Valar and later Daeron married Kiera of Tyros, The marriage with Valar didn't produce children, but Kiera and Dayron had one daughter that we do not know much about but she was alive at least until 233 AC. She was also in the direct line of succession but got passed over because she was considered simple-minded. All these marriages had female lines which we know nothing about. Yankrif allegedly dyes his hair blue to honor his late Ayrosi mother and when Daenerys was younger, she and Viserys spent some time in Tyros, when they were wandering from place to place, thus she speaks High Valyrian with a Tyrosi accent. The remaining Valyrians do have strong ties to the city and were present over there as well. We do not have many instances of Dario interacting with the dragons, except when she gave Dany the heads of the other captains, where he looked very chill with them, something that even Daenerys pointed out, Little, Dario unpended the sack, and the heads of Sallor the Bald and Pendal Nagesen spilled out upon her carpets. My gifts to the Dragon Queen. Viserion sniffed the blood leaking from Pendal's neck and let loose a gout of flame. They took the dead man full in the face, blackening and blistering his bloodless cheeks. Dragon and Rhaegal stared at the smell of roasted meat. You did this? Danny asked quizzily. None other. If your dragons discomforted Dario Naharis, he hid it well. For all the might he paid them, they might have been three kittens playing with a mouse. Dario is also the person who pushes her to embrace the fire and blood the most. Dario tossed away the pear stem. Garthin have milk in their veins. Let them see your dragons, and they'll run. How many men did you lose in the fighting? Nine, said Dario. But a dozen of the long glances decided they would sooner be crows than corpses, so we came out three ahead. I told them they would live longer fighting with your dragons than against them, and they saw the wisdom in my words. I have waited so long for him to come back, and I sent him away. He would make a monster of me. She whispered the butcher queen, but then she thought of dragon far away and the dragons in the pit. There is blood on my hands too, and on my heart. We are not so different. Dario and I we are both monsters. Get the heads of all the noble houses out their pyramids on next pretext. Dario had said the dragons wore their fire and blood. Dario here represents the Targaryens that indeed embrace the fire and blood side immediately, solving the problem violently, quickly and without thinking of the consequences. Daario is always suggesting what Viserys would have done. He is not obsessed, but he is definitely thinking of using the dragons way more than Daenerys does. A reason why he even likes Daenerys this much is the dragons. Something that neither he hides nor Danny dismisses, she knows it very well. I swore that I should wed his Dresolorek if he gave me 90 days of peace, but now... I wanted you for the first time that I saw you, but you were a sellsword, fickle, treacherous. You boasted that you had a hundred women. A hundred Dario chuckled through his purple beard. I lied, sweet queen. It was a thousand, but never once a dragon. We also have Daenerys thinking of him as a candidate for the third head of the dragon again more than once. If you were grown, said old Dragon, scratching him between the horns. I'll fly you over the walls and melt the harpy down, slug. But it would be years before her dragons were large enough to ride. And when they are, who shall ride them? The dragon has three heads, but I have only one. She thought of Dario. If ever there was a man who could rape a woman with his eyes. The dragon has three heads, but I have only one, she thought of Dario. Could I love Dario? What would it mean if I took him to my bed? Would that make him one of the heads of the dragon? Dario might whisper words of word when the two of them were as one, but she knew it was the dragon queen he loved. Daario has everything a dragon seed in the story would have, the Valyrian traits, connection to a free city we know Targaryens and Blackfires had a strong presence, the fascination with the dragons that he doesn't seem to be afraid of, and George Martin even has Danny thinking of him as a candidate for one of the heads of the dragon. Would it be that strange if a person who probably knows he has dragon blood from a grandparent or something approached Daenerys who hatched more than one dragon? In my mind that seems very plausible, Ben Plum says a bunch of stuff that are obviously not true, but he indeed has some dragon blood from some generations ago, and the dragons do indeed like him a lot. If you were in that universe, and knew that you had a relative with dragon blood, wouldn't you go to the person with the dragons? What if once in a million you would claim one? I would do it. And I think a person like Dario would 100% do it, if the guy was a censor from Tyros, with Valyrian traits and knew that someone in his family might have had a connection to the Blackfights or the Targaryens, even a seemingly unimportant one, let's say his mother or grandfather or whatever, was a bastard with dragon blood. Why not try it? Because I think this is exactly what happened. He was a sellsword and when the rumors about the dragon started to circulate, like everyone else he got curious and when the opportunity arose to see for himself, he did it, something that Daenerys also said. They will come, they would want to see the dragons. So, of course, the moment Daenerys proposed an alliance, he accepted, because why not? Pretty much this is my theory about Dario. It matches his personality, creates some stakes, explains his outer appearance and his move, and in general, it doesn't sound, at least to me, that convoluted, or something that would need chapters on top of chapters to completely unfold and resolve. What would that mean for the upcoming book, though? Dario is one of the people Daenerys thinks might betray her. The voices were growing louder, she realized, and it seems her heart was slowing, and even her breath. Three treasons will you know, once for blood, and once for gold, and once for love. It had been so long, she had said to Sir Barristan just yesterday. What if Dario has betrayed me and gone over to my enemies? Three treasons will you know. Other nights she tossed in her bed, imagining that he betrayed her, as he had once betrayed his fellow captains in the Stormcrows. He brought me their heads. What if he had taken the company back to Yunkai to sell her for a pot of gold? He will be safer as a hostage. My captain was not made for peace. Danny could not risk his cutting down Brown Ben Plum making mock of his there before the court, provoking the Yunkai or otherwise upsetting the agreement that she had given up so much to win. Dario was worn and woo. Henceforth she might keep him out of her bed, out of her heart and out of her. If he did not betray her, he would master her. She did not know which one of these feared the most. During the Battle of Fire, we will see Viserion and Rhaegal out in the open, 100%. Unlike Drogon, these two dragons are unclaimed and pieced because they were locked up, they will for sure cause trouble. We know that they are more accepting of people with dragon blood, this at least she could rely on. Or so she hoped, and brown Ben Plum as well, solid Ben, with his grey-white hair and weathered face so beloved of her dragons, and Dario beside him, glittering in gold. Sir Grandfather knows how to count, the second son have gone over to the Yunkai dario turned his head and spat that's for brown ben plum when next i see his ugly face i will open him from throat to groin and rip out his black heart tani tried to speak and found no words she remembered ben's face and the last time she had seen it it was a warm face a face i trusted dark skin and white hair the broken nose and the wrinkles at the corner of his eyes even the dragons had been fond of old brown ben who liked to boast that he had a drop of dragon blood himself three treasons will you know one's for gold and one's for blood and one's for love was plum the third treason or the second Ben, Dario and the Theft Betrayal are mentioned quite often together and after Ben's turn, we also see Dario being very pissed and swearing that he will kill him and take revenge. If Dario were here, this meal would end in blood. No promised peace could ever have persuaded her captain to permit Brown Ben Plum to stroll back into Mirin and live alive. life. Danerys and her dragons trusting and liking Ben is something that I think will come in play in the Battle of Fire as well and having on the opposite side of Ben, another person that might be okay with the dragons as well, will seriously raise the stakes of the battle. I'm not suggesting that they will claim the dragons, don't get me wrong. (laughs) But I wouldn't find it that weird or unbelievable if one dragon was lost in Essos and not in Westeros. We will have all dragons and most specifically Viserion, who is way too cool with Ben, out in the open. I can see the dragon getting pissed if Plum gets cornered by Dario or in general if he is endangered during the battle. Her captain's boat and left her with her handmaidens and her dragons. But as Brown Ben was leaving, Viserion spread his pale white wings and flapped lazily at his head. One of the wings buffeted the seltzer in his face. The white dragon landed awkwardly, with one foot on the man's head and one on his shoulder, shrieked and flew off again. "'He likes you, Ben,' said Danny. "'And well he might,' Brown Ben laughed. "'I have me a drop of the dragon blood myself, you know.' "'If Dario fights with Ben,' because I think these two will come face to face, since Dario was sent as a hostage to not find and attack Ben. Dario is thinking about it and was also the one who came with the news. And Viserion gets pissed. I can see Dario killing both of them, and indeed being the third betrayal for love. He will betray Danny because he will kill one of her children, but will also be partially for the love he has for her. Because it is obvious that Dario does have feelings for her. He is jealous, he is throwing tantrums, and he even was salty that he wouldn't marry him and even said no to sex because he was pissed with the visitors and stuff. Yes, he is greedy, wants the queen, and puts his ego and anger over many things, but he also very much has more than the hots for her. Otherwise, being so possessive and throwing tantrums is kinda weird and dumb. Dario killing one of the dragons because of his love for Danny, his role during the fight, and even dying during the fight, I think would be a very interesting place to go with both his characters, and I will explain why in the next part, where I will also explain my idea on why Dario has so many weird theories about him. <laughs> Dario as a character represents every man in Daenerys' life. Men she has met, men she will meet, and the men she never met. He symbolizes Drogo, Viserys, young Grief, Euron, and even his dad and Daenerys to some extent. And this is the reason I think there are so many different identity theories about him. He looks like a character that was crafted to represent all these people and what each one of them symbolizes. Dario is dangerous, cruel, and possessive like Drogo. The Tyrosis Selsord was not a good man. No one needed to tell her that. Under the smiles and the jests, he was dangerous, even cruel. Salor and Prendal had woken one morning as his partners. That very next night, he had given her their heads. Kaldrogo could be cruel as well, and there was never a man more dangerous. He had come to love him all the same. Dario represents bloodthirst and violence, like Eris and Viserys, burning and embracing fire and blood. But Dario is right. I shouldn't have banished him. I should have kept him, or I should have killed him. She played at being a queen, yet sometimes she felt like a scared little girl. Viserys always said what a I was. Was he truly mad? She closed the book. She could still recall Ser Jorah if she wished, or send Dario to kill him. He symbolizes Euron, the thirst for power and the lengths someone would go to achieve it. He wants to marry her and rule together. Embrace the ultimate power the dragons can offer, for them only. Danny loved the way his gold tooth gleamed when he grinned. She loved the fine hair on his chest. She loved the strength in his arms, the sound of his laughter, the way he would always look into her eyes and say her names as he slid his cock inside her. You are beautiful, she blurted as she watched him, don his riding boots and lace them up. Some days he let her do that for him, but not today, it seemed. That's done with two. Not beautiful enough to marry. What have i done she thought handling her empty bed i have waited so long for him to come back and i sent him away he would make a monster of me she whispered a butcher queen dario is attractive persuasive and charming and he can be a monster like euron is he is the visual representation of danny's fear of what a person can become but they also recognize her power as well He's his there, and most importantly, young grief. The people who just want to use her—they just want what she can offer them: her dragons and her name—and they undermine her and her abilities. All these powers are also visually represented, and this is the biggest reason for the theories. I think his connection with the storm crows is a direct parallel to Euron crow's Eye, the first storm and the last, as well as he hooked grey joint nose, which give him a bird-like appearance. He has the Valyrian traits and the Tyrosi connections, like young with his deep blue, almost purple eyes, who can melt every girl, no matter the blue hair, and his long moustaches and arach reminiscent of Drogo. And that brings me to the Battle of Fire again. Him killing Viserion, and also dying there, would be such a cool turn of events, I think. Viserion, like its namesake, who trusted easily, the one who didn't fly on its own but rode on Danny's shoulders while travelling to Karth, will never reach Westeros, because Daenerys' lover would kill him. I don't know, I think it's a very interesting parallel. And Dario being the one who would betray her because he indeed has feelings for her is also a great plot point I think. Dario killing her dragon and consequently betraying her while also dying at the end is the last step for Dani's character to break from all the men in her life who somehow were controlling her and the ones who will try to control her. She will finally understand that neither husband, lover or family truly defines who you are, she will look back without being lost and she will understand what everything she went through meant. How she let all those people control her and continue to control her even after their deaths. Dario's death is also the moment Daenerys will fly. Like she started to break free from her brother after her wedding, and like she hatched the eggs after Drogo's death. Dario's death also symbolizes the death of all the terrifying ideas he tried to persuade Daenerys to embrace the red wedding, the burning, and the unnecessary killing. Sadly, in a war, you will embrace violence whether you want it or not, whether you try to prevent it or not. It is the sad truth of war. Leaders have blood on their hands. On that, Dario was correct. But that doesn't mean that every one of these leaders are cruel and want to abuse their power. His death means the death of fear and of manipulation. This is it pretty much. These are my thoughts on Dario, his past and his future. Dario is a great character, from a literary standpoint if you ask me. He is an amazing way of moving forward Daenerys character, is fun to read, and can provide a great climactic moment for the subplot he is involved in. His role enriches the narrative, he matters to the storyline because he is affecting one of our main heroes, and I don't think that he needs to be more to not be boring or bland or one note, because he really isn't. He is already a great character. I would love to hear your takes and theories about Dario in the comments as well. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed the video and see you in the next one. Bye!